Welcome back in to another episode of the Hoth Hangout Podcast. This is the week we've all been waiting for. It is officially March, my personal favorite month of the year. Uh, and this year, for more extra reasons than it normally would be, we get uh, two simultaneous shows. Of course, Bad Batch, which we've been covering uh, for the past, I guess, eight, nine weeks now. Uh, but then also additionally, and perhaps more excitingly, definitely probably more excitingly, uh, the newest episode of the third season of The Mandalorian, the first episode of the third season of The Mandalorian, debuted uh, at the time of your listening to this probably like 30-ish hours ago. And uh, if you haven't yet checked out Joey and I's reaction to that first episode of the third season of The Mandalorian, uh, we live reacted to it, and for those of you listening to the audio version of this, you can check out our live reaction over on YouTube, which, by the way, if you're not subscribed to the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel, definitely go and check that out and drop a subscribe. That would really be quite awesome of you. Uh, so we're going to break down both The Mandalorian is, as well as the uh, 11th episode of the second season of The Bad Batch today. But before we get into all of that wonderfulness, Joey, what's going on, dude? How was your day? How are you? We uh pretty good. Um, didn't get much sleep. Uh, we True. both you and I stayed up till uh, two a.m. to watch the episode and do our live reaction video, as you said. And then my daughter was awake while that was happening, so I had to stay up with her till about four or five in the morning. And then she only slept for a couple hours, so then I had to wake up at like six, and yeah, it was a it was a big mess. So, <laughs> but we're here, we're living, and uh, we're excited to talk about finally talk about the newest season of Mandalorian, and of course, uh, our 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 home away from home, Bad Batch, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and I will say, well, we're probably we're gonna break down the Mandalorian first, uh, but it was also a really good Bad Batch episode too, like arguably. I would definitely put it as a top three of this season. Mm -hmm. uh, I would. There were parts of it that made me want to put it even as my favorite. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll get into the Bad Batch stuff here in a bit. Um, so I guess let's let's hop into some of the the Mando stuff. Did you have any thoughts just overall before we get into kind of the nitty gritty details of of the first episode of that third season? I don't know if there has been any episode of Mandalorian where I had smiled so much just watching <laughs> just watching through it uh, a lot of Grogu action um, we we saw the I forgot the name of the spe species that is uh, Babu Frick is it Anzelin it starts with an like A that? it's like an Emmer or something I'll M look it up Amazelin or something yeah so seeing a, a little little workshop of those little dudes just trying to help help them out I think and even just some of the writing, we got a dad joke from Din Djarin. I mean, there was just a lot of uh, a lot of smiling going on with this episode, and and rightfully so. We've been waiting a little while for a season three to drop, and so uh, you know it's good to be be happy about it. Yeah, Anzelin, by the way, is the Anzelin, okay. the Babu Frick species. Also, I didn't recall Babu Frick ever speaking English. And he definitely did in this. Did he do it in the previous mm -hmm. movie he was in? I mean, in the same in the same way where there would be like a lot of Anzelin language. Yeah, like and broken, then yeah, and then there would be you know you know poodoo or something you know, <laughs> like yeah. it'll uh, it'll drop a couple of words here or there in in basic in, in English. Yeah, there was definitely more comedy in this episode than I expected there to be, and then like of course every time Grogu on, was on the screen, 
That was that was my favorite part of the episode. I said in our reaction, it was when Grogu pops up inside the little speeder, like at the very beginning. I was just mm -hmm. like, "Yes, that's my dude. I love that guy." Yep. Um. Oh, something else that I thought was interesting regarding the time, uh, between when Grogu rejoins Mando and his training with Luke. I feel like I heard this from an interview uh, with John Favreau um, that I think there was actually an extended period of time, which I didn't know this until I heard this interview, that Grogu was training with Luke. I thought it was like very brief, like a few weeks or something, but apparently it was like like two years, um, which I definitely didn't grasp that, I guess, with, with, with the end of the second season. Um, I, I didn't know if, if, if you were aware, because I definitely was not aware of that point. I yeah, I think I, I read the same thing as you, where yeah. there had been two years between, you know, during that time. It, it seemed, and, and I know that um, with Jedi training, it seems like, I mean, in this grand scheme of things, two years, especially to Grogu and his species, not, not a very long period of time, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think about how Luke was training with Yoda. It really seemed very short you know yeah as great as the empire strikes back is again my personal favorite star wars movie i think if you had to nitpick on it the one i think the one thing you can nitpick on is like how much luke supposedly learns in such a short period of time you're like right like some exactly. some people in the old republic it took them years to learn this stuff <laughs> right. and you're doing it exactly and i mean you look at you look at people like anakin who's you know who kind of went through the proper training. I mean, he was a little bit old to start, as as we as we understand. But you know, more than you know, uh, uh, a weekend class in, on uh, Dagobah. You know, it yeah. just seems like it was a. So you know, again, two years not being so long, but still, you know, longer than some, longer than Luke. You know, so I think the. Uh, uh, but so, I'm not at all surprised by it, but obviously with the with us having no idea really of of time to, to kind of hear that you're like, Oh wow. So you were with him for two years and then, and then we get, we, we get the reunion back here. So it, it kind of gives it a little bit more. Right. And I also bring that up because we see uh, elements of him being more force capable in the episode. Actually, I take it back. My second favorite part was when he popped up in the speeder, my first favorite part and probably the best comedic moment, not only of the episode, but I think of the entire show, Mandalorian oh, season one, two, or three, was and it was funny because we were watching it together, and I saw the chair turning, and I didn't even like put two and two together that he was like using the force to turn himself in the chair, and then I think we both like understood and noticed it at the same time. Right. <laughs> I was just I thought that was a fantastic use of just like the silliness of someone like Grogu who is young and and. Uh, sort of like a child in the force per se, like using he, his powers to kind of do something as inconsequential and, and silly as turning himself in a, in a swirly in a spinny chair. I was like, that's the best man. I loved that part. What's funny is that when, when that was happening, I was kind of doing this in my chair, you know? <laughs> and I, and I even thought, I'm like, wait, his feet aren't reaching the floor. You know, how is this happening? Like for a, a quick second, I thought it. And then, you kind of see the hand moving along. I'm like, all right, all right, Grogu, I see you. I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Just kind of showing off a little bit for everybody. And then he grabs the little, uh, I don't know, tic-tac. I don't know what that was exactly. I'm on the, <laughs> on the table. 
because uh, you know Grogu's got to eat. Grogu's a grown, grown little dude. So, um, uh, yeah, and and I think I mentioned this too. He doesn't get sleepy anymore after using the Force. You know, whenever he does anything. Right. So he's uh, learned a little bit about that. So yeah, we're 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 seeing that growth in Grogu. Definitely. Yeah, I think, and it's I like the fact that we bring up Grogu because um, this is kind of a good transition into what I wanted to talk about next. Because so much of the Mandalorian in the first and second season was about Grogu. Um, for more of it, Baby Yoda before we knew his name was Grogu, uh, and so it was this mission of Mando on this journey with this Baby Yoda at the time try to like figure out like let's get him home let's get him taken care of you know let's make sure he's seen after let's get him back to his people which eventually he's like let's get him to a jedi let's get him trained whatever right the whole first two seasons is about the uh this journey of these two and you know more so than the journey their journey with one another and becoming friends and and more than friends there's a father-son bond there um and so that and we talked about this i think in our trailer reaction that is what has me intrigued and slightly, I don't want to say worried, because I thought the first episode was really good, and we can maybe give it a grade here in a bit as well, but um, the focus is not what it was in seasons one and two. Uh, Grogu has made the decision to be with Mando, and Mando's chief objective, kind of oddly, um, at least from, I think, both of our perspe perspectives, which we discussed, uh, is that he wants to now be known as a Mandalorian. Like, the taking his helmet thing off, I guess, got to him a little bit, and now he's like, well, I have to go bathe in these waters to, like, regain my Mandalorian-ness, if you will. And so, I just, I feel like there's something else at play here, me personally, because I, I just don't think it falls in line with the character development that we saw in the first two seasons which has me a little bit confused after this first episode. Um, but I guess I'll leave it at that. Did you did you have any thoughts on kind of his mission? And and even, you know, at the end of the episode, we see Bo-Katan and kind of there's an interaction between them two. And, and she's definitely on the side of like, you know, what you're doing right now, going into the mines to bathe in these waters is idiotic. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, what, what, did you, what did you think about that whole interaction? Well, you know, to start, you know, I, I fully agree with, you know, your thoughts. And we kind of discussed it, that it didn't seem in line of what we had seen the past couple of seasons where, you know, he, I, I guess I should say this. So his Mandalorian-ness, you know, <laughs> it was very, very uh, uh, prominent, you know, in the in the first season where he was, you know, this is the way and, you know, talk to the armor and armor and, you know, have all this, you know, making sure the foundlings are taken care of all of this stuff. Right. Um, that kind of slowly fades away a little bit where, when Grogu comes in and, uh, especially, you know, with his bounty hunter ways, you know, he, he, he his focus again was more on Grogu and the, the well being of Grogu. Right. So, and now that essentially they have this life together right i mean this is what this is with their life now and even when they had interacted with grief karga there on navarro grief saying hey i can give you i can give you a spot here you know we could just hang out over here you could you and the little guy can just uh you know just shack up over there and just 
just let just have a good life and i'll give you a job you could be the marshal and you know um you would think that that's a pretty good pretty good option for him at this point um to throw the confusion of you know you know this this mandalorian and and i kind of mentioned that you know very religious tones of you know even as we started this episode we kind of saw this little boy who was um becoming a mandalorian right that's kind of what it looked like um we we questioned if this was a flashback if that was dinjarin but it seemed like it wasn't so you know even those rituals that they have very religious tones and um <clears throat> and so i can i can see how you can't it would be hard for him to just scrap it right um for a majority of his life of his life i don't know what dinjarin's age is at this point um, well, let's let's put him in thirty, forty, or whatever, right? So I have, I have no idea if that's right. Um, so for decades of his life, he has been a Mandalorian. For him to cut it off and just say no more, that's kind of hard, also, right? So let's yeah. you know if if we if we look at it from that standpoint, I I could see how maybe he still has a pull towards that. Um, but I believe a lot of that is because he didn't really have anything else, right? Um, going you know so when grogu comes into his life <clears throat> he's able to find you know a little bit more fulfillment a little bit more joy and you can tell he likes being dad you you can tell he likes being that in that little little workshop with all the anzellans um he's trying to he's trying to you know get information on you know cuz you know just to go back to the episode he he wants to get IG11 uh back and working so he can go back with IG11 back to mandalore for some reason, I'm not quite sure exactly yeah. the the reasoning behind that. So that that had very much bad batch vibes. I think we we're just bad batch like like crazy. Where I was going like to say this, the same thing. This side mission for for really no great reason, you know, to to happen. So you know what happens is that he wants ID11 to to, to uh, escort him back to Mandalore to help out with that. They try to put him back together. He turns in this like this zombie version of IG Eleven, uh, kind of back to the original protocol where he must you know eliminate the asset, the asset being Grogu. And then there's this really creepy like crawling, <laughs> crawling scene where you know it's half of IG Eleven and kind of crawling. And you could tell they did like the the kind of the frame skips mm-hmm. where you know it was kind of giving that that little uh, scary vibe there. So that was, that was actually kind of fun and interesting. Definitely haven't seen that in the star Wars. I don't think, um, Oh, maybe in rise of Skywalker with Palpatine, but anyway, um, what movie? And <laughs> your favorite episode nine. There's an um, episode. Nine? The, 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 the first time we saw in the end Zellin, you know, yeah, that's what that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Um, but yeah, so I think the, I, I kind of, off, off, of course, of course there, but still like the, so, but, you know, you see, you'd see Mandalorian, the man, uh, Din Djarin really enjoys being the dad, you know, for, uh, for Grogu trying to keep him away from harm and everything like that. So I, it's, I'm kind of in the middle where I'm like, I can, I can see where he, he is used to a certain life, but of course he's, you know, he's pulled away from it because of Grogu and, you know, he made the, the active decision to take off his helmet and, kind of throw away the Mandalorian, you know, rituals and rites. So, I mean, I, I mean, I could, I could see both ways. So I, I could, he's conflicted and, and maybe he's just trying to lean back on something that he's used to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you brought up the other side of it too. Cause I can, I can buy from a char- character 
development perspective that that you know it's it's him this is his whole life up to this point this is what he knows he would want to still have this status as a mandalorian i, I can buy that what's harder for me to get around is uh is the fact that like this is supposed to be like our main motivation to like care about the mission of the show mm -hmm. like it is is din jaren searching out to regain his status as a mandalorian enough to to hold interest in the Mandalorian as a show. It, I mean, it's a very different objective than like trying to return a lost child home. Like there is, there is some sense of like immediacy and big importance with that. It's like, this is a child, like we need to help the child. Like, and you know, of course there's the, the bonds and the love and the friendship along the way and the father and son dynamic. Whereas this just kind of is like, it's almost like a search for identity in a way, hmm. which again feels very separate from Grogu. And I, I hope Grogu, I don't think he will be because we've already seen that we're going to get like a Order 66 flashback in this season, probably with a lot of other stuff centered around Grogu. But I don't want them to relegate Grogu to the comic relief in this season. Right. Because <laughs> like, it was funny in the first episode. Don't get me wrong. Like right. the chair thing, I, I thought that was hilarious. I loved right. that part. But if if that's all Grogu is going to provide to the Mandalorian from now on is like a laugh and another laugh and another laugh. You know, that's not really what I would want from mm -hmm. the show. Um <clears throat> and and ironically, I got more of what I want from Star Wars from Bad Batch this week than I did from uh <laughs> than I did from the first episode of the third season of Mando, which was shocking. I did not expect that at all. Yeah, and I think the the parallels are there with Bad Batch and Mandalorian. You know, we're we're gonna we'll transition over to Bad Batch, but you've got the the youngling, the young, the child, who needs to develop into to kind of show their value. You know, whether with the Bad Batch or with Mandalorian, and um, I kind of worry about that too. Where Omega obviously is kind of set in her in her role now with the Bad Batch. With into one one episode in season three, and I know, and I know this is early. I mean, but the fact of the matter is, there's only eight episodes in season three of uh, Mandalorian of, of any Mandalorian season, so we don't have a lot of time <laughs> to go mm -hmm. from, you know, comic relief. And I mean, let's be honest, a lot of Grogu up until this point it has been kind of funny moments, you know, where he's eating the yeah. frog or he's trying to get the little ball from, you know, when the Razor Crest was still around, and you know, so there's. So I I think to some point there is always going to be some funny element to Grogu just because he's cute yeah. he's you know he's uh he's learning you know um but the best Grogu moments have been the ones where he has used the Force and you're just like whoa like this is you know this is this is Star Wars this is what we're waiting for here so yeah maybe we didn't get that full feeling here in season in in the uh, season premiere but I'm, I'm 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 hopeful though. I'm hopeful that, uh, especially with the Order sixty six flashback we saw in the trailer, mm -hmm. um, and we did see in in the trailer he's uh, Grogu is fighting some type of creature we've talked about as well that looked um looked um kind of dangerous, but you know looks like Grogu took care of it. Yeti esque. And, yeah, exactly Yeti esque. But you know, so I'm not too worried about it right now. I'll be worried if. We're three three episodes in, and there's no progress um, with with Grogu. That's when I would be a little bit worried. 
but as of right now, I was just happy with the episode. Happy to see Grogu, Din Djarin, and all, and, the, and the crew. I, I have one more one more thought, one more question, and then I'll probably ra- uh, rate the episode on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, where do you think we end Season 3 with Grogu? Like, what is Grogu's role or status... Or, like, how has he developed as a character by the end of Season 3? Because I genuinely don't know what the answer will be. Right. Because um, it doesn't feel like he's on the path of a Jedi, at least a normal path of a Jedi, uh, after choosing to stay with uh, Din, uh, uh, Din Djarin over, going, you know, going and training with Luke. I just feel very much like this show is going to have to evolve a lot in this season. And I think it might lose people along the way. I, I I worry it will lose people along the way. I guess I'll put it that way. I'll be there for the whole thing, and I, I'm I'm great with a with a show about you know focus solely on Mando and Grogu being a part of the show. I just think it's different from what we've had, and so I think it's going to take adjusting to. For me, it is definitely. I'd probably give the episode like a. Uh, I always hate to be too critical on the first episode. I'm going to say like a, I was going to say 7.5, but I'm going to, I'll I'll say eight. The chair scene, you know, Okay. just because Grogu used the force with that chair. So are we saying a B, like a solid, like a B? Yeah, I would probably say B minus. Maybe that's not an eight out of 10, but I just, I, I feel like it didn't, do anything that was over the top you know you always kind of want something in that premiere episode where you're like holy cow like that just happened and i didn't really feel like we got i mean the you know the the big reptile alligator thing at the beginning was it was cool don't get me wrong i loved the scene it was awesome but it wasn't something like earth shattering or groundbreaking to the Mm -hmm. story or the or the overall lore of star wars Mm -hmm. yeah i think what we're going to have to get used to is the force user is not the main character of the show, right? Sure. And I think um, Andor has been a good transition into mm-hmm. that sentiment. Right. But I mean, in, in Andor, there is no force user, right? I mean, right. Yeah. You know, in, in this, in this case, the force user is Grogu mm-hmm. and, you know, Mandalorian is, is the lead. So I can't, there, there aren't many shows where at least if the force user is, exists in the storyline where they are not the, the sole focus or the main focus of the story. Mm-hmm. Right. So in this case, I think we, we're going to see Grogu take that passenger seat along for the ride for, with Mandalorian, with Din Djarin, mainly because one, I mean, Grogu doesn't really speak, right? I mean, he kind of coos, you know, and if you watch the subtitles, it's always Grogu coos or something like that. So I, I think that we're going to just have to kind of get used to that. So as far as the development of of Grogu, without being able to speak, without, you know, I don't know how much more we can get out of him. Whereas with Din Djarin, obviously we, he has these conflicts, if they are conflicts, you know, eventually he's going to you know, run into certain situations where he has to get out of. Grogu's going to help out. You know that I I see those types of episodes coming where, um, you know, Gro, you know, and I don't want that to be a repetitive mission bad batch type of thing, where just like, all right, I got to go this do this thing. Oh no, I'm in trouble. Grogu, do your thing, and oh, I got you. And then 
you know, and then the little sparkle in the eye, whatever, you know, so I think the, so I worry, I don't want that to be the case. Um, but hopefully Star Wars, you know, directors, you know, see what they have here. They, they have the opportunity of, you know, developing Din Djarin into this very full character because let's remember, you know, when we first see Din Djarin, he's just a bounty hunter and that's kind of all he did, you know, so, um, to, and, um, and, and, and of course, a Mandalorian. So those are very strict walls that you kind of have to stay within. But now he's, you know, he's kind of a caretaker. He is the dad of Grogu. And um, so there's a lot more that his life can offer to everybody now. So hopefully, you know, by the end of the season, that's what we see in him. Like I said, the Grogu development, I don't know what you can get into a full season. I don't know how long the season will be as far as time inside of Star Wars um, timeline. Uh, but either way, I mean, <laughs> just happy to see it back for the next eight weeks. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go B minus as well. Um, there were some great moments. There were very funny moments. Um, I did enjoy the, uh, start the, the, the space battle that they had with yeah. some of the, but, and we did not talk about that captain that looked kind of crazy looking with the green moss on his face. Oh and yes. <laughs> I think it's, uh. Was it a uh, Captain Shards or something like that? I believe the uh, yeah, something like something that. Like yeah, that. it reminded me very much of um, uh, one of the Pirates of the Caribbean. I forget who. Davy <laughs> Jones. Davy Jones. Yes, yeah. right, right. Kind of reminded me of that, but just like the the seaweed version of him. <laughs> it was kind. Of, and normally when when because this is a new species from what I've seen anyway. I don't remember ever seeing that kind of species in Star Wars. So that's kind of always kind of cool to kind of see a new new species kind of come in into star wars and uh i'm sure we'll learn more about because you know that's not the last we're going to see of that captain either you know at least i don't think so so because they're they're on the they're on the chase for Amando at this point um so you know i i think it was good i think you know the 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 appearance of bo was is always great it's always welcome mm-hmm. and but to kind of see her on the throne just yeah. chilling just waiting <laughs> around for and I'm like, what are you doing? Like the rest of the time, you just kind of wait there, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, I didn't see a microwave or anything. Do you cook? Do you have any food? You know, what I mean, so I, it's just uh, something funny. But either way, it was, it was. I, I, I enjoyed the episode. It's Mandalorian after all, and I, I, I have high hopes for the season, and I just hope they come through. Yeah, too. I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. Like, it's so short when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. Like, we have seven more weeks, and then it's like, oh, probably yeah. have to wait another year and a half. Yeah, right. And this was a, this was only a thirty five minute episode too. Let's remember that. True. One of the shortest uh, premieres for a Mandalorian for sure. True, true, true. Um, very, very last thing I'll say on the Mando, and then we'll move on to the Bad Batch episode. Um, I'm looking at the the writers for all eight episodes, episode four and episode seven of this season were both co written by Dave Filoni. Interesting. Just a heads up, episode four and seven might be the best episodes of the third season of Mandalorian. And when and most likely we'll see Ahsoka in there. Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> I'm I'm, whew, I'm excited for that show. Hopefully that that is gonna get a confirmation date here in the next couple weeks or months at least. But or maybe by uh I'm hoping by celebration they'll have a, a date. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they announce it at Star Wars Celebration. That'd be pretty cool. We're, uh, we'll, we'll be there in, what, 2025? Yeah, let's, come on, wherever it is. <laughs> in the middle of the United States, please. Yeah. 
Well, uh, shifting more towards Bad Batch, I, I briefly mentioned that I got a lot more of what I look in Star Wars con what I look for in Star Wars content uh, out of Bad Batch this week than I did out of Mandalorian. Again, not to say I didn't enjoy the Mandalorian episode. I, I always am a fan of more Mandalorian. Uh, but Bad Batch just felt like it was so funny because we talked about in our previous podcast, like, you think they'll probably save like a not, you know, kind of a <laughs> below average Bad Batch episode to release the week of the first season of Mandalorian just so it doesn't, you know, compete too much in terms of uh, the content of, of it all and the, and the lore of all the Star Wars of it. Nope. They're like, we're not holding back on this one. This, this is probably the most, I would say the single most impactful Bad Batch episode uh, lore wise of either season because it is for the first time really outside of a lot of Legends content openly discussing the idea of cloning uh which is eventually it, it's heavily implied that it's going to lead to like palpatine being at least that's what i got from this episode um just kind of a, a general overview of the episode was that we learned that lama say and nala su whose names i Promised I would try not to get confused and mess up with one another because Joey and I talked about that we feel like we we both do that a lot of the times. We uh, switch those two names. Lama say the doctor, Nalasu, the prime minister, that they are both alive. I wouldn't really say well because they're both imprisoned, uh, but they're both imprisoned by the Empire uh, because the Empire is wanting to take advantage of this cloning technology, which the Kaminoans obviously had because of the clone facilities, which were previously destroyed in a, uh, a previous episode of The Bad Batch. We learned that Emperor Palpatine, before he was Emperor, required Nala Su... I already messed it up again. <laughs> Lama Say to, uh, <laughs> to uh, provide this cloning information and technology, which he instituted long before the rise of the Empire. Uh, what else? What else? What else? And then there's this cool Zillow Beast that was almost genetically modified it had this this shell that prevented it from being harmed and it feeded off of electricity and it grew lots of cool stuff in this episode um of course the empire eventually captures the zillow beast which really up until that point was like the wow factor of the episode but for me it shifted to the wow factor being all this information coming out about cloning technology at the end that was my best attempt at summarizing that episode in less than two minutes i don't know if i did a great job but uh what do you think about the episode as a whole what what stood out to you i think the yeah that it was the cloning stuff i mean by far because you know and and there was some talk i don't know if you had read the aftermath books that um that were mm, out i haven't i i would yeah love to so i haven't there there were some some and even i think in battle star wars battlefront 2 I think in that video game as well, there had been some mention of the Emperor wanting some of this cloning, you know, uh, using cloning for something, or, you know, that that's kind of what you, you imply by it all. Um, so I think the... So, I, yeah, out of this episode, yeah, that's absolutely what I got out of it, is just like, oh, this is... And, and like you said, this was more Star Wars than any episode of the Bad Batch has ever put out, right? And uh, to to see to see it all come together like this, um, 
and and it's it's really it's really net you know being the net of a lot of different stories we kind of mentioned earlier in the season uh when the uh when the set when the when um the emperor came in or the uh, palpatine came in and did the uh did the thing at the senate where he basically you know said well all the clones uh just followed followed directions and uh killed a bunch of people so that's why we need imperial st- stormtroopers you know so uh, having that moment you know on screen i think that was huge to see i think that it's huge to see now this cloning technology and and how the and how early the emperor wanted it it wasn't even you know when he he saw the clones and saw an opportunity early on we've we've mentioned time and time again how he has always been several steps ahead of a lot of of, of everyone of the of his adversaries here's another example of that happening so i I think it was great. I, it was great, even though the and I almost was expecting another Palpatine. <laughs> um, right. Um, the, the, as much as they were talking about him, I was kind of expecting uh, yet again another uh, appearance, but um, that was not to to come. But and and honestly, I was waiting for at least someone else to to pop up. But they did mention that they they wanted to send the information over to Rex and Cody, so we know that was it. Rex and Co- I'm sorry, Rex and Echo. Sorry, Rex, Rex and, and Echo, Echo. Yeah. Yeah. So we know that. They're still in contact with them, and you even saw as they said it, there was a shot of Omega. You could tell, kind of yearning, like, "Oh, I remember Echo." You know, like, I, I, I can't wait to see him again. So, you know, so it's it's planting those seeds now for the rest of the season, where, um, you know, what there's going to be a reunion before them, uh, between them. Still, nothing from Crosshair. We have no idea what's going on. You're right. And but here is here is you know uh, season. Uh, what was, episode was this? Eleven. Eleven or ten? Eleven. And that's what eight episodes since the last time we saw him in episode three, right? Yes, but I was gonna say this was the first episode where I didn't I didn't think about at any point in the episode that he wasn't in it because I was so invested in the episode and, and the content in it that I I almost forgot that i had been wanting crosshair if that makes sense no yeah, it makes sense yeah uh, it was just it was just a good episode I, it, it, like when a show is moving towards an endpoint by providing this supplementary material along the way where it's like oh oh that's you know that is that's you know spicy it's adding stuff in it's like right and i enjoy that so much and i think that's why this episode for me was so <clears throat> good was because it's it's I think I've used this analogy before, but it's like having a puzzle that has a hundred pieces and for years there was one piece missing. And so you had a 99 piece puzzle and you knew what the picture of the puzzle looked like. You knew what the puzzle piece looked like. So you didn't have to find it. But then one day you find the puzzle piece and it's just satisfying to be able to put it into the missing, you know, spot. And be like, ah, you know that for me, that's what this episode is also a good example of. Um, it, it's it's filling in these these spots that we could probably surmise what they were, but now it's actually like you know discussing mm-hmm. them and and delving in depth into like the cloning stuff, with we assume is going to be talking about Palpatine wanting to clone himself. I, I would assume that's where this is headed. Um, it's just it's just very cool to me. I I, I loved the episode, me personally. Um. Having said that, I'm still grading it on the Bad Batch scale. <laughs> the curve? The the Bad Batch. Does that mean I up the grade? Because Yeah, I think I think that's what that means. Oh man. See I I oof. 
I was going to say A-, minus, but if I'm grading on, like, a Bad Batch curve, I would probably have to give it an A. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, just for all the, I mean, I, I won't repeat everything I just said. Mm -hmm. I, I loved the episode, so uh, on the Bad Batch curve, I'll give it an A. Yeah, nice. I mean, I'll give it, you know, I'll, I'll give it an A- minus as well. Um, the, it was just, it was Star Wars, man. This was Star Wars. Like, you know, the, 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 you said it the best there with all the lore that was kind of touched on with, with everything, whether it was the Zillow Beast or whether it was mm -hmm. the cloning technology or anything, you know, I think it, it finally tied in this group, um, mm -hmm. the way we want it, we've been wanting it to. And that's, that is the crazy thing about this this show, is that you have episodes like this. They're so <laughs> you know, good, and then you, you have, have episodes that... like the pod racing episode where you're like, <laughs> where who was in the storyboard room when they made the decision to greenlight yeah. this episode? Yeah, the, 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 and this is the same season, you know. So yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy, you know. You you really want more for this show because you have a group of people that are right smack dead in the middle of so many different storylines. But yet, if I see Sid one more time in hologram form, <laughs> you know, is, you know, and <clears throat> I'm just starting to hate Sid right now at this point, because it's just like, you bring no, nothing good ever, you know? And, it, and that's what I, and I guess that's the point of her character. But at the same point, you're just like, you don't want to have that kind of person where you're just like, Oh, this, because yeah. it doesn't make it for a, an enjoyable experience. You could even, and even, you know, I think Tech even mentioned like, oh, we got to figure out a way to get rid of her. <laughs> you know, right. type of, essentially get rid of her. And we're, we're, I'm, I'm waiting for that episode where they're just like, here, this is it. We're done, you know? And, but yeah, so I, uh, given all that, yeah, A minus. Enjoyed the episode. Enjoyed all the, uh, all the little, little nuggets that they gave us. And please, next, just keep this rolling. Keep this type of the storyline rolling for the remaining five episodes, and we would be very happy about it. I don't need more pod racing. Just give me, give me this type of content. Yeah, I do see it going in a in a much more positive direction now. Like if if the mission of the of the group becomes, you know, prevent the cloning technology from going, you know, all the way through to fruition with Palpatine being able to clone himself. I'm I'm down for that show. You know, if that is like what the Bad Batch becomes, like preventing the spread of this cloning technology to from getting into the wrong hands, great. It's a mission. Like let's 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 focus on the mission every episode, even if it's chipping away at it a bit by bit. Just don't send me to this outer rim planet trying to retrieve this mineral for someone who I don't care about. Like, let's focus on the cloning stuff. That it would just make the show so much can better. You, can you let's 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 have fun with this for a second? Can yeah. you imagine Palpatine getting a hold of the cloning technology and successfully doing it during a Bad Batch episode? That would be pretty well. I mean, that would change <laughs> the way I think a lot of casual Star Wars fans view the Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of casual fans have been out on the Bad Batch for a few weeks now, if I'm being honest. Um, maybe even since the first season. It, it just doesn't hold attention the same way that Mandalorian does to someone that doesn't you know, come from a background of watching and loving a, a ton of Star Wars. Uh, I think it would almost be something like, hey, did you hear about that thing that happened in the animated Star Wars <laughs> show? Like, We should probably right. watch that episode. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I even bring it up is that Let's say by the end of season two, because we have five more episodes, right? Let's say yeah. there's 
you know, the end of the episode is is Palpatine, you know, attempting to do a cloning of himself, maybe like a first draft or whatever, but he's mm-hmm. able to like, you know, get something useful out of it. I think that would just be huge. I think that would be such a great way to end the season and and again, tie in everything that we know about Star Wars right into and like you said, an animated series where, you know, maybe not everybody's sitting and staying up till two in the morning to watch it. But all of a sudden they drop this bomb on it. Oh man, that would that would be almost genius to do because because <laughs> yeah. you know the numbers all of a sudden will be skyrocketing for Bad Match. Yeah, I, I it makes me so excited about the future of particularly Bad Batch, but just I guess Star Wars as a whole. I, I the other you know on the flip side of that coin, I <clears> don't <throat> on the on the flip side, I don't want it to. Uh, impinge upon anything that has already been kind of established as as canon or lore. <laughs> but to play devil's advocate to that point, it would be impinging upon the sequel trilogy. And so, like, would anyone really be mad if they kind of, like, <laughs> just kind of retconned it and was like, Palpatine clones himself, brand new episode seven. Yeah, yeah. Right. Pa- the the Palpy Awakens. Yeah. yeah Any- anyways. <clears throat> We can, and this is the fun part, right? This is the fun part of discussing these things on podcasts with your with your friends, you know, on the internet, whatever. These are the fun conversations that you have, mm-hmm. where you could throw out a crazy theory and kind of just run with it, you know. And you know that as, as we were talking about it, I came up with that idea, and I'm like, oh, if that, <laughs> if something like that came out, because we've been waiting for something like this. There's no movies coming out anytime soon. There's going to be TV series, animated series. You know, I know they were talking about like scaling back maybe on the quantity of these things, but either way, you know, there's not going to be a movie to be explained this type of stuff. We've talked about how streaming is king right now. And this is the, these are the types of stories that we want. And if, if Bad Batch can pull this off or pull off something like huge in the finale. And it's funny, you ask us this question maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago. We're like, no, that's not, <laughs> you know, this is craziness. But th- that's how quickly they could change the narrative. They could change things because they have the ability to write these stories. They have the writers and directors to do it. So, um, again, this was the same season as podcast, uh, the the pod racing. So it just, it blows my mind either way. But hopefully, and you could tell like just our discussion here today we actually gave a higher grade to bad batch than mandalorian for the first time you know yeah i mean i I never would have thought that last week the bad batch episode this week i feel like it's fair to say it was objectively better than again not that the mandalorian episode was bad by any means i thought it was great but for what i'm looking for from star wars this week's bad batch episode was better than the mandalorian episode agreed yeah agreed also, an important point, last thing I was going to say about the episode that I, I managed to leave out, um, at the very last part of the episode, Lama Su does, well, it's implied that Lama Su does give away vital information to the Dr. Uh, Hemlock about that Omega is the key to convincing uh, Nala Say to you know, give up the information on the cloning technology. So that's how the Bad Batch is going to be incorporated into all of this. They're going to, ha- you know... Omega is going to be the target, and it's going to be like we have to protect Omega, but also maybe even prevent the uh, cloning mm-hmm. technology from falling into the wrong hands. I'm, yeah, I'm I, excited about we, the Bad Batch again, man. And and I mean, if yeah, and r- once again we bring the focus on Omega, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, w- the past 
couple episodes, you know, we've seen like the development of the group and how they all kind of their dynamics have grown over the period of two seasons here now. Um, but now we're getting back kind of what we started with, even back with Mandalorian, how Grogu was the target or, you know, the, the target, the focus. And now we're doing the same thing here now with Omega. This is like Omega's a focus, focus. We must protect her. Whether it's because, I mean, she is the prototype, I feel. I think that's what, that, that's what we're getting to here. Right. She is the prototype of what the Emperor ultimately wants. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what the Empire wants. And um, that, that puts a, a sense of urgency on everything. Right on everything, and where we where we were complaining about side mission, side mission, chicken nuggets, whatever you know. Like I think <laughs> now we've got purpose. You know, now we've got you know an overall purpose for the rest of the season. Protect her, and um, and everything will be okay. You know, and th- of course that kind of gets me to worry. Like, well, we kind of know what happened with the emperor. <laughs> you know, so what does happen with Omega now? So then those questions come up, right? And you, I, I mean, I've, I, I know I've definitely grown to love uh, Omega's character now, mm-hmm. and to know that like, who, what happens in the next, you know, half season or like less than half a season at this point. So, um, no, it's going to be a. The Bad Batch definitely took a huge turn today, and I was very surprised but very excited about it. Today was a great day for Star Wars as a whole. I would say. Uh. Yeah, lots to be excited about. Not only Bad Batch and Mandalorian, but of course, lots of other Star Wars stuff coming our way very soon. This is such a fun time of year. Uh, Jedi Survivor coming out in officially, I think, I think it's eight weeks from today, I want to say. Mm. Or maybe a little bit more than eight. Uh, roughly two months from today. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. As well as uh, May the 4th, my... I don't know if I'd say my favorite show, but it's close to it. Visions Season 2 comes out on Star Wars Day this year. I am absolutely pumped for that. And then Celebration is what day in April? Like the- April 7th to 10th or somewhere around that time period. Okay. So I would assume there'll be some kind of, maybe even several huge announcements at Celebration. So lots of uh, exciting stuff in the near future. And seven more episodes of Mando, five more episodes of Bad Batch. These are both coming to a close here shortly. I, I hope we get a third season. We didn't really talk about this, but I, I think the third season of Bad Batch is imminent now. I, I feel like this episode yeah. really turned a lot of people, including myself's feelings around about having another season, especially if it's focused on the cloning stuff. So hopefully a third right. season of that on the way in the future as well. Yes, absolutely. And I think the um, right now, like you said, with everything that's being thrown at us, we've got video games we've got books we've got shows we've got animated series you know we've got it all right now again and i I think we say this pretty much every episode this is such a great Great time time to be a star wars fan such a great (laughs) time to be a star wars fan you've got so many different avenues i i can get it i i get it can be a little overwhelming i myself i am like seven or eight books behind of what i wanted to be reading right now there's a ton of high republic stuff that i need to catch up on there's a you know so there there's a a lot of opportunity but part of it part of it is exciting because like by the time mandalorian is done by the time bad batch is done maybe then i can pick up the books maybe then i can you know so there's there's always going to be something that i can go towards i can I, i can go back and watch clone wars again if i wanted you know so I, it's just having all this stuff available to us again 
Um, I think it's just so great. I, I still think Liam Neeson's wrong. I think <laughs> I think we're perfectly fine. It's not diluted, Liam. Get out of here. <laughs> and I think that that's what we're gonna have to mention every single time. But yeah, I think I, and I, I even forgot May the Fourth is coming up pretty soon. I mean, we're one month away from that too. So the um, uh, two, two, two. I'm sorry, two months away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, May, yeah, yeah April, don't yeah. don't get me excited now, Joey. I was. <laughs> But yeah, so it's uh no, it's it's absolutely fun and um we'll be here for all of it. We will indeed and you can uh catch us of course on the Hoth Hangout podcast every single Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. That's 8 a.m. Pacific time if you're over on the West Coast. Uh and then also if you want to watch the video version of the podcast over on YouTube, definitely check that out and subscribe to the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel. There's going to be a lot more reaction videos over there in the coming weeks uh, than there would be otherwise, I would assume, with all the Mandalorian stuff going on. So be sure to uh, check that out and subscribe to the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel. And if you want to ever hit us up, of course, you can shoot us a tweet at Hoth Hangout or an email, hothhangout at gmail.com. And maybe uh, we can we can start incorporating those mailbag segments hopefully yeah, sometime that'd be great. soon. Yeah. Uh, any any last thoughts before we wrap up and get out of here? I know this was a little bit longer of an episode than normal, but we had a lot to cover, a lot of exciting news. Uh, you yeah. got you got any last thoughts? So many thoughts. <laughs> I think we, we we covered everything. Just so excited and just just happy to be here with your brother and uh, to be able to talk about this stuff. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're going to be here for a long time and <laughs> we're going to be talking about so much stuff. So I'm just excited for it. Me too. Me too. Also last side note, if last episode was Jordan episode, I think this is our Kobe episode, oh, episode true. 24 Kobe. now in the books. Kobe. Kobe. Uh, appreciate each and every single one of you for listening or watching to the Hoth Hangout podcast. And very, very, very last thing I will say, I, I don't want to omit this. I, I do often, uh, regret to say that I do. It's always in the description of every video below, but we want to say a special thank you to Gibbo uh, for yes. all the assets that he creates and, and editing a lot of the reaction videos that we do. So special shout out to Gibbo on this uh, very fine first day of March. Much love, Gibbo. Much love, Gibbo. Appreciate each and every single one of you. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Hot Hangout podcast. We'll catch you in the next one, episode 25. And may the force be with you.